Don't Call Me Girl Boss is a podcast dedicated to sharing the journey, struggles, and successes women small business owners go through. I host Jessica Buck, a small business owner myself, interviews women who haven't made a million dollars yet. I interview women at any stage of owning a business and focus on the struggles so listeners can really relate to the guest. I hope in listening to this podcast, you find your go-to source to get the real scoop of what it is like to be a woman small business owner. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I just want to kind of go over again what we talked, what I talked about last week about things that are going on with COVID and how to get business or how to get money for your business right now. I have a business in California, so I follow California pretty closely and I follow Texas closely. In California, they have the California Small Business Relief Grant and that is open until January 8th. Just type in Small Business California Relief Grant and it'll pop up on Google. And they are doing, I think it's like 25K to 100K is $5,000. And it kind of goes up from there. It was pretty easy application. Right now, I need to upload documents to it. But it's telling me that they're giving everyone else the opportunity to before who are still completing the application before I can upload my documents. So right now, I'm kind of in limbo. And on the status, it says that this isn't going to affect me getting the grant. So that's where I'm at with that. The new PPP loan was passed in the new stimulus package, but they're waiting. I think they had 10 days to come out with the law for that. And there's that's 10 uh, business days. So I'm sure next week we will hear more information of that as well. If you're not on unemployment, I suggest getting on unemployment ASAP. They have the PUA, which is for gig workers, self-employed, all of that. It starts at like 167 and goes, I think it caps out at like 350 or something. I'm getting like 267 a week. And then on top of that, you get the $300 that Trump just passed. So it'll be a good chunk of money now. Obviously, some people, it's not going to make a big dent. But just, you know, be out there getting all the money that you can for your business. I've had a lot of people tell me, I don't need the money. And just to remind yourself, millionaires are taking this money it is free money for your business use it to get your business in a better situation Um, use it to get better equipment use it to get a bigger space use it to get a better couch if if you don't really need the money to cover rent or whatever it may be like use this like this has been the hard 2020 was a very hard year for business at least get your business in a somewhat better position in any way that you can with these loans that are going on and these grants and these are super low interest rate loans. The PPP is forgiven, but for some reason, say a portion of it's not. It's like 3%, maybe even lower. I have to like look at the details again, but um, that's the lowest small business loan you can ever get. So if you're stressed about taking it, just the money, just kind of think about it in those terms. And also this week, I kind of wanted to talk about real estate agents because I kind of had an experience this week where I had to break up with a commercial real estate agent and I'm not going to go into details of who it is or anything like that, but, um, it was an interesting experience. So I'm currently looking for a place in Austin, Texas. And, um, 
we used a real estate agent and it just really wasn't working out. The vibes weren't really there. I didn't feel 100% supported. I felt like that person kind of just like, just whatever the developer was saying, they were like, yeah, you know, you need to do this. And I really have specific things that I want in this new salon and I'm doing a long-term lease. So, you know, this is a five-year decision for me. So um, it's pretty big and important that I get exactly what I want and I'm looking for. And so when you work with a real estate agent, like say you were to buy a house, they most of the time do where you have to sign something saying you can't work with someone else. Well, our commercial real estate agent didn't do that. And she hadn't really been doing that much work for us. And I actually found the property that we were in talks with. And so I ended up telling her that it wasn't working out. And the reason I wanted to talk about this a little bit is because, so you know your rights when you are a business owner working with a real estate agent. If they aren't doing the work for you and you don't feel supported, you can fire them if you didn't sign anything that states that you're working with them. And I hadn't, so I did. And um, they called me and I answered the phone. I wasn't going to. I was just kind of like, but I knew I needed to face it head on. So I decided to answer. It was very uncomfortable. It was hard. You know, she brought up personal things in her life and it was just a really hard situation, but that's about as far in detail as I'm going to go on that. The point of this being is if you don't feel like something's aligning in your business or if you feel like something is someone is going to stop you from getting a property that you really want, then you need to do what's best for your business always. And I've had clients break up with me. I've had bad reviews. It's just the name of the game. I mean, it'll happen again. I'll have people who don't like me. I'll have clients who don't like me. And it's just part of being in business. And how you respond to that is kind of what defines you and determines if I'm ever or you are ever going to go back to that person. If they were mean and you know, said mean things to you, you're really never going to work with them again. And also you're going to just be like, wow, this person's not even a good person. Like this wasn't personal. It's just like you weren't representing my business in the right way. So just keep that in mind. Who you bring into your realm of business is very important. Don't just take the first person that presents themselves because it's easy. Research these people. Is this person only focused on residential properties? Do they do commercial? You know, um, in Texas, for example, zoning is a huge thing because all these new properties are popping up. Are they a zoning expert? Do they know zoning? Um, these are things that I never even thought about that I had to know because getting my property in California was so easy. Um, but these are things that I need to do better at. And these are things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast because I've never heard someone talk about this before. And it's something that's so important because if you, if that person stops you from getting a great property, that could be detrimental to your business. So just be really careful of who you bring in, who you hire, who you go and lean into for advice because all of those things, you might eventually have to break that friendship or break that relationship when it comes down to it. So you need to be prepared to do that. Okay. So this week's episode is just going to be me. I have an interview next week. And 
if you hadn't listened to any other episodes previously, I talked about kind of like my flop of my ebook. <laughs> it didn't do very well, but it was, I still think it's great literature for business and it is how to work with influencers. So I never read my podcast episodes. I always just kind of go for it. I send guests like uh, questions, but that's about it. So this is going to be my first one where I have like a table of contents and intro and terms and like all of these things. So um, I'm just going to kind of read it and see how it goes. I might get off script a little bit, but um, yeah, so this is my ebook on how to work with influencers. So I've never paid an influencer to work with me ever. Um, And I think that is such an important thing in your business. If you can get influencers to work with you for free that is the name of the game that is the bread and butter I mean you're getting marketing without having to spend dollars yeah you spend a little bit but and your time well that is with me and that is worth it to me all day and I remember when I first started my mobile spray tan business Sunless Ray my motto was to work out all of my competition And I would do 24-hour mobile spray tan appointments. And I knew my competition wasn't doing that. I would literally do spray tans at 11 a.m. I would do spray tans at 1 in the morning. Like literally all over the place. And it was insane. And it wasn't something that I could sustain or recommend anyone starting out to do. But the reason I'm telling you this is because this is how I got my very first influencer. Um... I had, uh, well, there was an influencer. Her name was Cassie MUA, and she actually put on her Instagram stories. This was like five or six years ago, maybe less, something around there. And she put like, hey, I'm looking for a 24-hour mobile spray tan artist. Does anyone know anyone? And one of her followers tagged me. And so she DM'd me asking if she could book an appointment. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, this was like my big first influencer. And Cassie anyway is actually best friends with, um, her name is Laura Milando. She owns Laura's Boutique and James Charles. I mean, we all know who that is. And so I was super excited. I was like, wow, she knows like all of like the beauty, makeup artists, all of that. So I was stoked and um, told her it was complimentary. And I was so excited that she reached out to me. And after I spray tanned her, I ended up spray tanning that entire like sister crew. So I spray tanned James Charles. Laura, Jesus, and I've even spray tan in Montague. I think that's how you say your last name. So I spray tan that whole click. And I did that for, God, a couple years. And having worked with just that one influencer skyrocketed my business. And once you work with one influencer, you can work with all of them. It takes working with one because then all, so influencers hang out with each other. And, um, My business has always been specific to a city or the surrounding cities. So I have to target influencers that live in that area. And influencers that live in a certain area are all friends with the influencers in that area. So always treat every influencer like they are Kim Kardashian because they all talk, they all hang out, and they will refer you and you'll be able to work with other influencers if you treat them right and you are a good person. Some people would say, like, I just got lucky that I worked with that first influencer. But if I wasn't doing that 24-7 spray tan craziness, 
I wouldn't have got that client. So yeah, it was luck and it was being in the right spot at the right time and doing the right thing at the right time. So you never know when you're going to get to the point of your business where influencers start reaching out to you or when the next influencer is going to open a door for you. So just really be prepared at all times and be checking your DMs. There's that like other folder on Instagram that you might be getting DMs from. So just pay attention because you never know. It could be happening tomorrow. And yeah, if you're doing this long enough, you're going to catch people's attention and any big influencer can take your business to the next level. Once I started spray tanning that whole crew, I instantly gained so many followers and I gained trust. I gained, well, if that girl's spray tanning Laura and James and Cassie, then she's got to be good enough to spray tan me. So that's where that came from. And I've always provided enough value and maintained a relationship with them. So I never asked them, hey, post on your story for me or, hey, do this for me. When you are working with influencers for free, you don't get to ask for anything. You do whatever they want you to do. I would spray tan Laura at like 11 p.m. like on the rig. I one time had to drive to James Charles's house in L.A. from Orange County, which was like 45 minutes at like one in the morning like this those are the things that you do and that's what things that are celebrity um beauty artists or people who are with celebrities are going to tell you like they have to work these crazy hours or do these crazy things because they have weird schedules so let me i'm going to break down the terms a little bit to you an influencer is any person who has the ability to have influence behavior or opinion on others a micro influencer is someone with 100k or less Macro is an influencer with 100K or more. And a lot of people will say the term engagement rate or ER. And these are metrics that track how actively involved an influencer's following is. So how many people are commenting and liking on their photos. And a lot of businesses will look at the engagement rate to determine how much to pay them or how successful a campaign with them would be. You can go to socialblade.com and search an influencer's Instagram handle to find their engagement rate. So you can literally go to socialblade and type in anyone's Instagram handle, YouTube, anything like that. And you can see their, how many uploads they have, how many followers they're following and their engagement rate, average likes and average comments. And that's really great information. If you have no idea what you're doing and you're kind of comparing influencers, maybe you are going to pay one then definitely look at socialblade. So before you even reach out to an influencer, your Instagram needs to be at a certain criteria. If you just started your business and your Instagram yesterday and you have 10 followers, do not be reaching out to an influencer. They're not going to respond to you. That's just the name of the game. Um, So on your Instagram specifically, um, make sure you have a professional picture of you as the profile picture. Um, if you're a service provider and you're the only one providing the service in your business, have a logo. So I always say, if you are just a personal brand, like if you just do browse yourself, have a picture of yourself as your profile picture. If you own a brand and you have products or you have employees, have your logo. Your Instagram bio is super important. You need to tell you what you are providing or selling who the owner is, you know, people need to know who you are. I have my personal Instagram 
uh, tagged in my business bio so people can easily see and get to know me a little bit more if they want to. Where you're located. I can't stress this one enough. I see so many service providers specifically who don't have their address or their location in their bio. This is 100% crucial. Have your address as easy as possible. And then how to buy from you or book with you. I have like a little arrow um, pointing down online saying, hey, click here to book now. And then you want a website with your business domain or Linktree. So I use Linktree. So when they click it, they just can click different buttons instead of going to my website and having to navigate themselves. I can have them go straight to my booking page, straight to buy my product, um, all of those things. Followers. I would say at least have a thousand followers to show some credibility before reaching out to influencers. You need to have some kind of cool factor before you can reach out. Um, be following the influencers you want to work with, be engaging with them on social media. So I'll follow all the Instagram um, influencers I eventually want to work with and I'll start engaging on their posts so they can kind of see like, oh, who's on this right? Like, why does she keep, I'm not saying all of them are going to notice, but like, if you keep doing it, you know, there is a higher chance for them seeing it. And so I'll just do emojis here and there. And then, so I'll do that before I even message them. And then I will go ahead and send them a message and I'll get into that in a little bit. So for your grid, so your Instagram feed, I would say have at least like 30 pictures up on your grid, showing your work, having some kind of theme, some kind of aesthetic so it looks like you know what you're doing and people are engaging and so that you can gain followers as well. Um, high quality images are crucial. Do not post a blurry photos. If it, lo it looks terrible and it's unprofessional, your feed should look put together, professional and showcasing yourself products and our service you provide. The next um, section of the ebook is finding influencers. So some of you might be listening to this. I'm like, okay, great. I don't even know how to freaking find influencers in my area. And that is something I totally understand. Once you have your Instagram looking professional and active, you can start reaching out to influencers. And um, an easy way to find them is, so on Instagram, click the magnifying glass to search. You click the search bar, go to places and type in the city and state that you're looking for. It will take you to the top images from that location. And if you look for high quality photos and girls posting in a certain way, looking all cute, they're most likely going to be influencers. Click the photo, go to their profile and see how many followers they have. If they have over 5K, message them. So I always kind of aim for 5K or more. If you're first starting to work with people, you can do less, but that's just kind of like what I gauge it at. And then... So another way is you go to the magnifying glass to search in, in Instagram. Everything I'm talking about is in, an, in Instagram. You click the tags and type in hashtag city and state that you use. So for example, I would use Austin, Texas. And then it's going to take me to all the pictures that are grouped under Austin, Texas. And again, look for cute photos that are high quality and they're going to be influencers. Click their profile. And then once you find one in your area, you could go to who they're following and find the other influencers because like I said, they're all friends. A popular hashtag in Austin is ATX blogger and hashtag ATX beauty blogger. So you can try typing in the city that you're looking for and beauty blogger to find them as well. And like I said, once you find one, you can usually find them all. 
So if you're looking for influencers anywhere, I would do the same thing that I mentioned above and just choose like really big cities in the U.S. or if you're looking outside, like big cities all around the world and you're going to find these influencers. Big influencers live in big areas like New York City, um, Chicago, L.A. There's a good amount in Austin. Like these are things that you can look for and just start reaching out to those influencers. It is important when you're looking for influencers that they actually fit your brand. So, for example, if it's a girl and she's in bikini photos all over her Instagram and she's kind of going for that sexy side, she probably has men followers. And if you're a woman-owned brand, like for me, providing spray tans, I don't want to work with her because I don't need guys coming in booking spray tans. So look at who's following them. Another big thing that I want to do is I don't want to repost pictures of girls half naked all over my Instagram because that'll also attract men followers. So if I see an influencer looks like that all over her Instagram, I'm not going to want to work with her because that's not the kind of photos that I want to post on my Instagram. I want to look for like the everyday cute girl next door rocking a spray tan is who I go for. And, um, some, you know, influencers will talk about politics a lot. So these are things that you need to look into before you associate your brand with them because you're, they're technically going to be an extension of your brand, especially this day and age with all of these political things going on. You really need to look at every angle and make sure that the influencers that you want to work for are going to represent the brand that you are trying to build. Okay. Fake influencers. So, um, Another thing to look out for is is influencers who buy their followers. I'm sure you have heard about this before. And a really easy way to check is go to socialblade.com. Look at the influencer's profile. And if they gained like 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers randomly in the month in one day, they most likely bought them. And so you really want to be careful that you don't work with influencers who are buying followers because you're not going to get a return on that. They're not real followers. So just make sure that you're looking at all these different things when, before you start reaching out to them. Okay, working with influencers, I recommend reaching out to micro-influencers first. So macro-influencers like the James Charles, they're not going to respond to your DMs. They get so many DMs a day that they're, they, don't, they don't even look at them. Like if I had just DMed James Charles when I got to work with him a couple of years ago, he would never have responded. It's only because I got the other influencers that I was on his radar and that is, I will still send messages to macro influencers, but I'll do like an email and, you know, if they reach out, reach out back, that's amazing. But I mean, most of them don't, but I mean, they might, if they're looking for it and they happen to look at their DMs at that time, you never know. So it doesn't hurt that you're just not going to get a higher return. So once you have found the influencer you want to work with, I message them on Instagram. This is literally what I would say. Hi, my name is Jessica. I am the owner of Sunless Ray. I am new to the AUTX area and would love to offer you a complimentary mobile organic spray tan. I would be personally be, be personally be providing you the service. So in there I say, my name, I'm the owner. I'm new to the area. Complimentary is a keyword. Don't use free, always complimentary. Mobile, organic, kind of selling my service a little bit. And I would personally be doing it. So it's not just someone that I hired that's going to be doing it. So it makes them feel special. If you're trying to send them a product, I would reward it to this. Hi, my name is Jessica and I'm the owner of Sunless Ray. 
I love your profile and all the images you take. I would love to send you my vegan, non-toxic, self-tan mousse set. So again, plugging myself, I'm the owner. It's not just some social media manager that I hired messaging them like it's actually the owner. And again, kind of selling my, my product a little bit, vegan, non-toxic, self-tan mousse set. Always keep your initial message to an influencer short and brief and do not ask for anything. I like, if you ask for something right away in a, the first initial message that you send them, they will not respond to you a million percent. Put exactly what I'm telling you to put, obviously change some of the words around. And if they're interested in what you're providing, they'll respond. An influencer knows what we are expecting back for them. You do not need to scare them off by asking them for specifics. The influencers have the power you don't. Make it as easy as possible. Once an influencer responds, they usually go, oh my gosh, I would love that. And then they're sold. Okay. Working with influencers, I will follow up with saying, um, yay, when would you like to schedule an appointment? Or where can I send the product to? Keep in mind, you can't just work with the influencer once. So this is a really big point. So influencers are constantly posting, getting sponsored by brands, getting free shit. If they post about something once, their followers are going to miss it. Or it doesn't really build that much credibility because people know they're getting paid. So if an influencer keeps posting about you over and over again, months after months, year after year, their followers know that's what you do. They're super trustworthy and that you keep going back. So it is super important to keep working working with them, keep sending them product, and keep doing the services for them. I've had clients even say, I just saw her keep posting about you, and I thought she must be good if she keeps going back to her. I've literally had clients say that, and I have got them after like the 10th time I've spray tanned them. So keep that in mind. Getting one tag in their story isn't enough. You have to keep providing. It is a hustle. It's a pain in the ass. You're doing free shit, but... If you have the patience and the time to do it, I promise you, you will get a return. Sometimes working with an influencer, they won't tag you. Um, do not text them, especially the first time working with them, and tell them, like, hey, you didn't tag me. They're not going to work with you again. Like, that's, these are the type of brands that are trying to work with them all the time. And they're the type of brand, like, influencers want a connection with a brand. And when they're sick of people telling them, hey, tag me, hey, do this, do that. Like they just want to do, be authentic. So when you give them the opportunity to be authentic, they'll keep working with you. Always remember when they're, you're working with them for free, they have the power you don't. Keep in mind, this is always working with an influencer for free. If you paid them, this is 100% different. Um, I know it is super discouraging, but like I said, you're not paying them. And just because they didn't share the next day or that night when you spray tan them or whatever, it doesn't mean they're not going to share a week from now. Do not take them uh, as not tagging you as a sign to not work with them anymore. Provide another product or service again. Um, This time, if they don't tag you again, you can follow up and say, I can't wait to see what you post on Instagram about the self-tan mousse. I hope you love it. So you're not saying, hey, tag me, but you're kind of implying it. It gets the point across without saying, hey, tag me. Why all this is going to make sure you are still working on building a relationship with them. So you're still commenting on their photos and stories, engaging with them on social media. 
if they still don't tag you at this point, I would stop providing free services. So if I've spray tanned someone three times, no tags, nothing, I'm not going to work with them again. Like, like this, I can't just keep providing free services. If the influencer is a good foot, they will post about you within a week of sending a product or service. They will be excited to post about you and share you to the new followers. And so you have to remember influencers are constantly trying to produce content. So providing a service, sending a new product is giving them the opportunity to provide new content. So if they're actually excited about it and want to work with you, they're going to post about it. After I've worked with an influencer a few times and built a strong relationship, I will ask them to do a giveaway with me. And this is the highest converting way to get new followers from an influencer. So after working with them a few times, I would say like three to five times, I would somewhat mention like, hey, would you like to do a giveaway? And I would do it in person. I wouldn't just DM them. And um, don't do it right away because they will say no. Giveaways with influencers. Um, to, so to do, a do, sorry, to do a giveaway with an influencer that you have built a relationship with is easy. They have done this before. All you have to do is ask them, like, hey, you want to do a giveaway? For example, for free, two free mobile spray tans. Make sure you're doing a really good giveaway and provide enough value that the influencer would even want to do it. Don't be like, hey, I'll give like a shampoo. Like what? Like that's not enough value. You need to be providing a shampoo, a conditioner, a deep conditioner, and a hairbrush. Like that is a good giveaway. Once you send that message to an influencer or tell them in person, they will most likely agree and then tell them that the giveaway needs to live on their feed with a photo of them with your product or service. And that they will tell their followers to be following their Instagram account, your Instagram account, and tag three friends below. The giveaway will go on for a specific amount of time, most likely a few days. And then you will gain followers from them. And they will gain followers as well. And it's all people who are interested in your product. Maintaining relationships with influencers is super important. Think of every new influencer you work with as your new Instagram best friend. You need to nurture their friendship, respond to their stories and comments on their photos. You need, like it doesn't just end. You can't, I can't just provide a spray tan and then that's it. No, I have to text them and I say, hey, how are you doing? Do you like your spray tan? When they post a photo, oh my gosh, girl, you look so cute. Like you have to do all these things. And I know it's tedious and I know it's annoying, but again, if you're working with influencers for free, you have to go above and beyond. Um, they need to know that you are their biggest fan and you aren't just looking to use them for an IG story. They get this all day. You need to stand out and you aren't paying them. So you need to do even more. Um, just mean um, to maintain the relationship, just engage on their social media. When you comment on their photo, do not just put a random emoji, actually read the caption and comment with something relevant. When they post a story, respond to it. So that's usually what I do. So they'll post a story and I'll respond to it. Keeps it more private and more of like a relationship, not just another comment on their Instagram photos. Engaging with the influencers you work with needs to be a daily task that you check off your to-do list. Dedicate a half an hour, an hour to engage on your Instagram. This is something I need to do better at as well, but I do know the importance of it and how it's going to keep those relationships and actually keep the engagement up on your Instagram follow-up. So if you haven't worked with an influencer for a while and you want to, I will text them and be like, hey, I'm going to be in your area if you want a spray tan. So kind of use whatever you can with that in regards to your business. But let's let them know that I'm thinking about them and makes them feel special. You can do this with a product as well by saying, hey, I hope you're still loving yourself, Tamus. Let me know if you're running low. I would love to send you a new one. 
If an influencer never messages you back, do not keep messaging them. I will sometimes follow up a few days or even send an email. If it's an influencer I really want to work with, you can actually unsend a message on Instagram. So sometimes I'll do that and send another message if they didn't see it. But at the end of the day, like if I send two to three messages and they don't respond, I'm not going to keep hounding that. I just know that I need to keep building up my influencers that I can. And eventually if I'm in the right place at the right time and working with the right influencers and I'm providing the right service, then I'll eventually get that influencer if I'm doing a good job. Meeting influencer and sending gifts. So if you, if or when you finally meet the influencer, you're going to provide a service or ship a product to go over the top. So write a personalized note with the product, add some cute things that may think that they may like that will get you posted on Instagram. If it is a service, give them a cute goodie bag, just make them feel as special as possible. You aren't paying these influencers, going above and beyond is going to make you stick out. You do not have a budget to pay them, but that doesn't mean you can't make them feel special at a low cost. Something you can do is remember their birthday, send them a card or flowers. I promise they will love this and want to keep working with you without paying them. In conclusion, it is so important to work with influencers. I have built my business around this strategy and has given me followers. It has given me clients. It has given me credibility. And my favorite part is given me content to repost on my Instagram. I don't do photo shoots. I don't have a budget to go do that or do I want to really? Uh, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of cost. So I'm getting to repost these cute photos of influencers all over my Instagram. And that's how I maintain client photos. With that, I wouldn't have a bunch of client photos on my Instagram, especially with spray tanning. Because when I go and provide a service, I can't be like, hey, let me take a picture of you right after your spray tan. They're like, no, I look like shit. So I have to rely on these after photos. So keep that in mind. If anything you're getting content for your social media platforms if you feel like you're not getting an ROI right away it is important for you to know that an average influencer charges 10% of their following so for example if they have 10,000 followers they will charge a business a thousand to work with them so keep that in mind when you are thinking about the stories that they're sending you or the pictures that they're posting on their feed tagging you like that's how valuable it is that they're posting if you have, I have been given a rate sheet by a few influencers, a few influencers, and they were not even big influencers. I've literally DM someone been like, "Hey, I would love to work with you." Like my whole spiel, and then they sent over their rate sheet, and they had like 10k followers, and I was working with influencers that had like 100k followers, and I get it, get your money, but like that's not the influencer I'm looking for. And if they had wanted the service that I was providing, they would never have sent that rate sheet. So it just wasn't a good fit. Um, so you just keep in mind that you know the value of what you're getting from these influencers' brands and what these other businesses are paying them. But don't let this scare you away. You never know when an influencer will say yes and what is the worst can ha- that can happen. Like DM anyone that you want to on Instagram that you want to work with. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They don't respond. They see your message. I mean, who cares? move on and just keep trying to get to the next influencer and like i said just i know working with influencers can be tedious and hard and hard to find but like i said it has exploded my business my that was my entire strategy when i moved to austin texas was just to work with the influencers and now i'm known as the one that works with the influencers in austin and that is such an important thing to have in the credibility (laughs) 
Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. Every week I interview a new woman small business owner and we go over the struggles of owning a business, what her story is, and so much more. Please, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And just thank you again for listening. And if you are interested in nominating someone, please go ahead and go to the website, don'tcallmegirlboss.com, and there is a nomination form for you to fill out. Thank you again. Bye.